Hamilton wrote the other 51. How do you write like you're running out of time? Write day and night like you're running out of time. Every day you fight like you're running out of time. Like you're running out of time. Are you running out of time? How do you write like tomorrow won't arrive? How do you write like you need it to survive? How do you write every second you're alive? Every second you're alive? Every second you're alive? Alyssa Oriema, welcome back to the other fifty-one. Thanks for uh, thanks for being the first return guest on the program. Oh wow! I didn't know I was the first return guest. That's awesome. Yes, you are, and, and this is so. Uh, so uh, this is one of the few good things these days to come out of Twitter. Actually, this episode, um, uh, we're recording this. So we're recording this on October twelfth, and this is in the middle of the Harvey Weinstein, Rose McGowan Twitter kerfuffle and how Twitter's awful as a company. Um, but uh, and we'll, we, we'll get to that later. But this episode came from I forget a few weeks ago. You were tweeting about Chris Evans about you know how he's awesome, and yeah. I, I had mentioned in an offhanded way that hey, I should have you back on and you can talk about Chris Evans for a half hour. And that was the might be the fastest reply I've ever gotten from somebody on Twitter. You actually called me bro. First time I've ever been called bro unironically in my life. Um, so, um, so well, first of all, welcome back. I'm glad to have you back on the program. And uh, how are things going overall? Uh, things are going really well. Um, I um, it's the beginning of the new it's the new semester. We're kind of in the swing of the new semester um, at my job, so. Lots of grading, lots of trying to catch up on sleep, um, trying to get some writing projects done. Uh, I've been in contact with uh, some uh, people who are interested in my writing, which is fantastic. And um, I'm the goal for the end of the end of the year is to get a uh, draft of this idea that I've pitched. Um, get it, get a uh, get a draft of it public. Get a draft of it uh, done. So okay. I can send it to them for, for notes. So I've just been filling up the majority of my time with trying to get writing done and trying to not trying to take a hiatus from, from Twitter in order to get the writing done. But something happens every day that makes me want to go on Twitter and check what's going on. So And then and then once you're in, you're done. I mean you sucked in. Yeah. Yes. Once I'm in, it is I and I and I joked around about that on Facebook actually. I went I, I made a whole thing saying like, Hey guys, I'm gonna take a little hiatus from Facebook for, you know, a little while just because I want to get some work done. And then like three days later I was posting and <laughs> someone, someone messaged me, a friend of mine messaged me and was like, so I guess your hiatus is over. And I said, I just, every second there's something in like, not even terrible things, like something interesting happens that I need to comment on or like something is going on that I need to talk to someone about. And it's just a really interesting, we live in interesting times. <laughs> I, I, I remember there was like, I forget who said it, but there was somebody who said like the, the, the bit, the biggest curse that you can ever give someone is that may you live in interesting times because mm -hmm. you're, you're just, it's, it can be overwhelming and sometimes it's not bad. Sometimes it's good, but it, it's, it's just a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to process. It is. And we, I, I do want to get to that whole balancing act in a little bit, but I promised you the ability, the, the, the platform to talk about Chris Evans. Um, so should I just go make coffee and let you go for like 20 minutes? And, and that's cool. I'm fine with that. But, um, so, um, so I remember la our last episode, we talked at the end about comics and we talked about Captain America. And so I guess let's start off there. Um, okay. 
Did, so are you a Chris Evans fan because he played Captain America, or are you a Captain America fan because Chris Evans played him? Is it just like a, a like a, a Venn diagram overlap? How did that come about? Well, um, I've actually been a Chris Evans fan since before he was even cast as Captain America, and then I became more of a Captain America fan as a result of my interest in Chris Evans. It okay. led me to do like more reading on Captain America, and then I became a fan of Captain America okay. by proxy. Okay. So I, I first became aware of Chris Evans, um, as most people did when he was in not another teen movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was 16 and I remember like, I, I didn't really think much of it cause I wasn't allowed to go see it because I was underage. And, um, but I heard that it was really funny and, uh, I saw like, you know, the, the promo shots of him with like the whipped cream and everything. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, he's cute. I thought, oh, he's cute, but like generic cute guy. Like sure. I didn't even like didn't really register with me at that time. I was really into um, uh, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. So my big crushes at that moment were like Orlando Bloom and Elijah Wood. So mm-hmm. I was really just not even. I mean, he was cute, but I was just not like, oh, you know, I, the love was not as intense as it is now. <laughs> um, so a couple of years, uh, like like two or three years later, he did a movie called uh, Cellular with uh, Kim Basinger, and the, the 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 idea of it is so funny because it would never get made now. It's like this guy who calls the wrong, like his someone calls him that's the wrong number, and and she's kidnapped, and he has to like stand the line. And it was very new and modern and interesting when it came out in like 2004 because it was all about like oh the battery on the phone's about to die and like all this <laughs> kind of stuff. And it looked really stupid, but I remember seeing the trailer and being like, oh, that's the guy from that other movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool that he's getting more work. That's that's awesome. And because um, usually people from those kinds of movies, like they don't really have a like their careers don't really go anywhere unless you're like on a Ferris. Right. So I um, was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Again, still not really that interested. And then came out with this photo shoot later on that year and at this time by this time i was 19 and it was this photo shoot he did and you can look it up um you know people who are listening can look up this photo shoot it was for flaunt magazine and they were very famous at that time for doing kind of um their their photo spreads were very sensual and like very different than a lot of other photo spreads that photographers were doing for magazines they were very like arts artsy and he did this whole photo shoot that was so, like, different than anything I'd ever seen a guy do. Because it was very feminine, almost. Okay. And I remember going, oh, well, that's... And, and it, was, they were very, it, was, it was, like, a very sexual sort of shoot. And I remember going, oh, okay, now I get why, like, he's pop... Like, okay, now I understand why people think he's, he's cute. Because mm-hmm. this is, like, really interesting. And the interview itself gave me some sort of um, background into what he was like as a person. So he was always kind of there in the back of my mind that every time he came out with a movie, I was like, Oh, that's that guy. That's kind of, you know, that I think is kind of cute. And then he did fantastic four. And I saw that movie and I thought he was really great in it, even though the movie itself was not that great. Right. And, um, you know, he was in like a couple of art indie movies a year. And then he would do some really big movie. And a lot of the movies he did weren't very good. And, but it, I, like every once in a while, I would go like, "Oh, Chris Evans, yeah." And then he did um, 
uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Right. And I saw that movie and I was like, Oh my God, this guy's hilarious and really good looking. And then I found out that he was cast as Captain America. And I thought, Oh, that's great. And at the time I was already a fan of Marvel comics. Um, Cause a lot of, a lot of people online can be like, Oh, you only like it because of this guy that you think is hot. And I'm like, no, no, no. I was a huge fan. I, I saw Iron Man the weekend it came out. I saw Iron Man three times in the theater. I, you know, saw Iron Man 2. I saw Thor. I, like, I've been a fan of this series since before Chris Evans' face was ever on screen for any of these movies. So in the time between Captain America, uh, Scott Pilgrim and Captain America, that's when my, like, I, began, I began to become a huge like, fangirl of Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Captain America and I thought, wow, this guy is, this guy is amazing. And it's because of, I, I, the reason why I think I like him so much as an actor is because he knows how to be still on camera. Hmm. And like, I, I'm, I'm totally that person that's like, he's also a really good actor. He's not super <laughs> hot, but I really do. He's like, he has really great facial reactions and I really like it when when actors can act with their face um, and not have to do a lot with their body. It can be just in their face. And it can be very subtle. So I watched the movie and I thought, oh my God, this is so good. And that's when like it all began, really. And then after that, it was just, that was that, that it was done. Like I just watched all, like almost every movie he did, even the bad ones. And I... Every time he's in a movie now, I, you know, I go see it. But I didn't really become a huge, huge fan of his. Um, and, like, to the point where I'm, like, you know, talking about him on Twitter and, like, retweeting him and stuff. Uh, I didn't become that big of a fan of him personally until I started reading interviews with him and I started to get a sense of who he was as a person. Mm-hmm. And then, And then I was like, oh, this guy just seems like a really great person and i know that it's hard to gauge like how people really are but it it just seemed like he was such a good trying to be such a good guy in this business where it's very easy to not be a good person mm-hmm. and um he talks about before he went to before he got the role of captain america he talked about how he went to go see a therapist because he was nervous about how his life was going to change and he really wanted to keep a solid head on his shoulders and he talks a lot about trying to still and meditate and he's very philosophical and and he's got like you know he's got tattoos of like Eckhart Tolle like on him like it's like he's very thoughtful and the more I became invested in that part of his personality the more I started to become like a fully a fully tilt like fangirl (laughs) of him and also there's the fact that he's like you know like such a goofball like he just seems like a goofball like in interviews and stuff like and he's got this like really stupid hot like he's got this crazy laugh and i just like i can go on and on (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean lots of lots to unpack there first of all scott pilgrim completely underrated movie it was so i I remember watching it and like not knowing i didn't read the, the 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 comic so i didn't know totally what to expect and just kind of really like, like the first quarter third of the movie I'm like what is going on here and then as yeah. it went on it's like oh I see what they're doing here and it and, and really really good movie and really interesting it kind of paved the way I think for a lot of the 
kind of comic book movies that we're seeing now are kind of accepting of that genre as as a fun movie too. Uh, and um, and also with, with, with Captain America, um, like I agree with like I kind of knew him probably as like a generic, you know, hot actor guy before you yeah. know he, he didn't really stand you know didn't really st- you know not that he was bad but you know dime a dozen, he kind of can't you know had that dime a dozen look feel that you see a lot of a lot of you know actors with but then you know w- when he was cast as cap i mean i mean he, i can't think it, it, it's kind of a, a tribute to him that i can't think of anybody else you could possibly have as captain america in the marvel universe other than chris evans i mean just you know he's 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 perfectly he he just seems perfectly cast for it and, and it was interesting what you said about him knowing how to be still like he's such a good foil to how Robert Downey Jr. plays Iron Man in a really yeah. interesting way like like obviously Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, Stark is so over the top and so kind of you know and perfect there's nobody else who could play Tony Stark but Iron Man but but uh Robert Downey right. Jr. but it, it it's that kind of perfect it is it's just like a perfect balance and i remember seeing Winter Soldier and just that was the that was the movie in the Marvel universe that kind of blew me away in terms of the quality of it and you know not just the this is a fun superhero movie but the depth of it was just and that, and that's all on Chris Evans carrying that movie really and I also, to, um, to add on to the discussion, when I saw, it's so funny, because when I saw um, Winter Soldier, um, I, tell, I tell this story a lot, because, um, you know, I, I have friends who are like, oh my God, like, which movie, like, did you, did you like, really realize that, um, how great this uh, genre was when you saw Winter Soldier, like, is, is your favorite, you know, Captain movie, your favorite MCU movie has to be Winter Soldier. And when I saw Winter Soldier, it was, I was, I was just going through, like, a, a bad mental spot in my life, like, when that movie came out. And so when I saw the movie, I, when I saw the movie for the first time, it didn't really register with me how good it was. I just, it kind of just flew over my head a lot of it because I was just so preoccupied with other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, it took me until, um, I, and I didn't watch it for a long time afterwards because I was just like, eh, whatever. And then right before Civil War came out, I watched it again. And I... And that's when I thought, oh, my God, this movie is incredible. And I, a lot of that is because of Chris Evans. And I think a lot of that also is because of the, um, the work of um, Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier. Because right. he is in, if you, when you watch that movie again and you look at, like, his performance, it is incredible how much that, that man conveys with, like, maybe 10 lines of dialogue, mm-hmm. and he's only on screen for, like, half an hour of this two-hour movie, and he is a, a palpable presence throughout the entire film, and then that scene in the bank vault with Robert Redford, he, he has to convey so much not even saying a word, and it's so devastating, and so then, it's like, all the, the way that they both play those individual parts makes the ending when they're fighting on the helicopter is that much more dramatic. Right. And and I remember, you know, seeing friends of mine being like, oh yeah, that's when the cast fandom like really exploded when that movie came out. And I'm not surprised because there's so much to unpack there because of, you know, the political intrigue. And it's so funny because I, I teach that movie now um, to my students and I was watching it with my students uh, this past spring. 
and I was watching it going, this is so, this, this movie has been, is, is very weirdly prophetic in a lot of different ways because of the infiltration of other governments and downloading of information and leaks and all of this information that's, that's happening. And I just remember watching it with my students and being like, this is kind of scary, but also brilliant in a way because it is so, it, it, it is it is feasible in a lot of different ways. And I just find the whole movie to be like so brilliant and layered. And that's why I think it works the best out of all of them. Right. And, and, and it's funny because like, you know, I was never, I was never kept in, America fan until I saw the movies, especially until I saw Winter Soldier, because um, oh. I'm I've, and like I've never been a I've never been a Superman fan either, and and and, and I don't know, just something about the characters never sucked me in, never really intrigued me, and you know Cap Cap is such a different character than you know I think Superman's the easy analog, but he's such oh. a different character because he is you know there's like like like, like the layer like you said the layers of it and um. And yeah, there is just something really interesting about the about Captain America as a character that he's like the best of supposed to be the best of what America has, like physically, spiritually, like everything. Like he's supposed to be the absolute embodiment of American ideals. And I just love the way that they took those movies into into places where like you, you begin to think about what that means for him and what that means about us as a country. So good. Just so good. Oh yeah. And it's the it's that man out of time element that I think works so well, especially because, um, like you said, uh, like Chris Evans plays that like confusion really well, mm-hmm. and also the the inner struggle. There's so many scenes where he's just standing there listening, and mm-hmm. you can just tell by his body language, especially like in the scene where Fury's talking to him about Project Insight, and you can just tell how uncomfortable he is with the whole thing, but wants to respect Fury's position of authority and not really being sure of how to question it but knowing he needs to question it because he thinks it's wrong mm-hmm. and it's, it's there's so much going on and then you've got those like mini those little moments where he like this is Peggy that scene tore me up because he's you my uh, like because it's obvious that that Peggy's suffering from some kind of dementia mm-hmm. and she kind of has this memory lapse while, while they're talking and you get the sense that this isn't the first time he's visited her. And he's had to, like, reintroduce himself to her a few times. And his face, you can tell he's, like, he wants to be upset about it, but he knows he has to keep it together because he doesn't want to upset Peggy. And I was just sitting there watching it again and going, like, this isn't a comic book movie. Like, no. <laughs> they're actually going there with this comic book movie. And that is incredible. I, I found that to be so moving, and then that all kind of comes to head in Civil War when, when she passes away, and, mm-hmm. you know, the battle funeral. And I, uh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so at the, ri- I was going to say at the risk of going down a rabbit hole, but this whole episode's a rabbit hole. What's your What's your opinion on the state of the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe right now? Um. I- what were you going to say? Because I, cause I have strong, I have some strong opinions on it, but I'm curious on what yours are. So I, I go back and forth. So I have so many theories about where it, where it could be possibly going. And I, there's so many ways that it could go. I really, really, there, there are things that I want them to do. And there are things that I think they're going to do. Okay. 
So I think that um, it would not surprise me, and I actually would prefer it if um, uh, if they kept uh, Bucky as the Winter Soldier because Steve, uh, you know, Chris's contract runs out after Avengers 4, and he says he's open to coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fine. But um, if he does come back, he may not be as Captain America. He just may be as like, Steve Rogers. And in the comic books, he goes on to become um, America's top detective, America's top cop, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me. And in the comic books, obviously, Bucky takes on Captain America. And uh, at, at a certain point, Sam does too. It would not surprise me if they had Bucky keep being the Winter Soldier because the Winter Soldier is such a popular character. Mm-hmm. And they gave the part to, and they had Sam take the shield and be Captain America. Hmm. That would not surprise me in the slightest. Um, I would love it if Bucky took the shield, but I feel like it would be more of a statement if Sam took the shield. And I love what Anthony Matthews doing with Sam, and I think that's such a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that Infinity War is not a mess because there are so many people in that movie, mm-hmm. and I am waiting extremely patiently for a trailer to drop because I've been hearing so many rumors about when this trailer is going to drop. Um, at one point, I heard that it was coming out on September 29th, which I was so excited about because it was right after my birthday. So I said, I said to a friend of mine, yay, it's going to be my birthday. You know, happy birthday to me. They're going to come out with the trailer for Infinity War. And I watched the uh, Comic-Con footage when it leaked online, of course. Mm-hmm. But I was so mad that it didn't drop. So I'm like sitting here going like, when's it going to drop? But at the same time, I'm so nervous about it because I really don't want it to be a total mess. And I liked Civil War a lot, and I thought that the Russos did a really great job of making it, making every character have an individual arc, and it wasn't that much of a mess. There were some things that were a little messy, but on the whole, I thought it was so much better than it could have been. But I think that I think that in the future, I think that there's going to be more, I think there are going to be a lot more of uh, young uh, Marvel heroes, and the focus is going to transition to the younger generation of Marvel. Um, I want there, and there, but obviously there are things that I want that I don't know are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like it would be amazing if they did Thunderbolt, um, because you know they have Ross already, and they're bringing in Captain Marvel. I can't wait for the Captain Marvel movie. That's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! And I know that uh, Brie Larson is filming for Avengers Four right now, so I can't wait he's going to do in that and I'm just like I'm and it can go anywhere after mm-hmm. Infinity War like they have nothing really set up except for Black Panther and Captain Marvel and probably a sequel to uh, Spider-Man Homecoming which I love so I'm kind of I'm 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 interested to see where where they're going to take it there's so many different directions that it could go um, and also I would, I'm kind of bummed that there are, you know, obviously Fox owns uh, X-Men and Deadpool. And I would have loved to have seen what the MCU would do with Deadpool in mm-hmm. the Avengers X-Men universe. But at the same time, I don't think that anybody would have been able to do Deadpool the way that Fox did Deadpool. That's so true. I, I'm, I might, I'm really interested 
interested to see how they're going to handle all those different things. And plus, you know, and, they, and also the um, MC doesn't own that that before. Right. But they should stop making those movies. <laughs> <laughs> that is such an untapped uh, resource, though, because Fantastic Four can be great. And some of the comic runs that they've had are really great. And then the, the, the movie series was just it was abysmal. And I feel like it just soured those like people on those characters or sour people on that storyline. I don't know. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm, I don't know if it's just my personal tastes have changed or, or what, or the movies have changed a little bit. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little like, I guess waiting for the next thing or the next cool iteration in the MCU. Like it, it feels like a lot of the same stuff kind of being told and maybe it's building cause it's building toward infinity wars. Uh, maybe, yeah. and maybe it's, you know, Iron Man was great in 2000, whatever it came in 2008 when it came out. And, and, you know, I, like I go back to guardians, like guardians is one of my favorite movies. And I saw guardians too. And I was so pumped for it. And I was like, okay, this, it was fine. It was good, but it didn't have that. I don't know. It, it was missing something for me. And it's that kind of in, indescribable quality that is maddening because you can't describe it, but I don't know. It was just, I, I guess I'm waiting for, you know, it, it, it feels like spinning their wheels isn't right, but it feels like they're doing a lot of the same things over and over again rather than getting to the new characters or taking them in a new place. And hopefully they do do that because right. I think that would be that would give a little life to this universe because there's so many movies planned out that I think that, you know, you have to you have to start getting some new stuff in there or it's going to, you know, it's going to turn into Transformers or something terrible like that. Yeah, I, I think that we're going to start seeing that with Thor Ragnarok and with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, when the Thor Ragnarok trailer dropped, I was like, I didn't know what to think because I love the first Thor. I love the first Thor movie because it is so over the top mm-hmm. and so Shakespearean and yeah. it, like only Kenneth Branagh could have directed that first Thor movie. It's mm-hmm. so epic. And the, I haven't seen the second movie yet. There's a couple of Marvel, there's a couple of MCU movies that I have not seen just because of the time it came out, I wasn't able to go see it, and, or like, you know, I, I, I have not seen Doctor Strange yet because I was just so that is I was surprised at how much I love Doctor Strange. We watched it a few weeks ago, it's on Netflix, and I was surprised at how much I liked it. It's real. It's a really fun, it's a really good movie. I've heard that too, and I have, I've had friends who went to go see it, and I was like, oh, how was it? And they're like, Al, you have to go see it. It is so good. It's mm-hmm. like it's amazing how good it is. And I love Scott Derrickson, and I think he's such a good director. So I think I'll eventually end up going to go see it. I think I'll I think I'll see it before Thor Ragnarok comes out because I know Doctor Strange is in Ragnarok at right. some point. So I think I'll I'll have to see it before then. And um, I um, I think and, and like. I think you're right. I think there needs to be some sort of new blood happening. And I think when when the trailer for Black Panther dropped, I remember I was in D.C. with a friend of mine who is a huge Marvel fan. And we were sitting in a hotel lobby when it dropped. And I grabbed my phone and I took out my phone. And we were watching it in the lobby. And our jaws were on the ground. And we were mm-hmm. like, this is what Marvel needed. Because it is so different. I mean, the costumes and the the cinematography of it and the you know the fact that it is it's just unapologetically different um mm-hmm. and and also the fact that they and then like they put in the run the jewel song in the in the trailer and i was like this is this is amazing and that cast is ridiculous so 
looking for six. Well, I've, been, I've been waiting for Black Panther for like a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I think that also with the diversity of the um, Spider-Man movie, um, I was so happy when I saw Spider-Man Homecoming because I thought they have finally gotten him right. Mm-hmm. They've gotten him right both sides. Like the first movie got Peter Parker, the, the first was Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Like Tobey Maguire got Peter Parker right. Like he got that awkwardness. Mm-hmm. And even though he was a little too old to play the part, but whatever. Um, uh, um, I, uh, Andrew Garfield got Spider-Man. Yes, right. absolutely. Got, like, Spider-Man yeah. in the suit, correct. Right. Tom Holland got both of them correct at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it was just, when I was watching it, like within the first 10 minutes, I leaned over to my friend and I said, they, got, they nailed it. They, they, finally, they finally have got Peter Parker and Spider-Man correct. And also the fact that it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they cast Zendaya as like the Mary Jane character, and I also, I, I also want to like all those like old, those like younger, newer characters in the MCU. Like I want Silk, I want um, like Spider Gwen, and like all of these like interesting new characters that haven't been explored. I want those to come into the, the MCU. I want like a lot of the older characters that we don't really hear that much about. So. I'm hopeful that this is going to be the start of something new. And I'm so glad they canceled the Inhumans movie because I was just so annoyed when they announced it. Because I was like, oh, we're going to get a movie about super, about superheroes that the, lay, the average layperson is probably not aware of, but we're not going to get a Black Widow movie. Like, right. really? So, <laughs> um, I, I'm still, fingers crossed for a Black Widow movie. I, I think they're just trying to work out. I, I'm... I understand that it's hard for them to find like a plot for that because they've already delved into her backstory a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I I would want them to do something like um uh like Black Widow finally woven thread where she's like working through her ledger and like having to like revisit like old like you know, revisit the red room or like whatever. I would love to do something like that. I would love to have like like that kind of thing. And it's also cool. It's also cool to look at um how much how many movies people have left on their contracts right well. um thank like, Sebastian Stan's got like five more movies right uh thank you for saying that about the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies I feel like I'm the only one who liked that part of it because I mean and a lot of them are hot garbage but he got they got Spider-Man in the suit absolutely right so what Toby the Tobey Maguire net movies never got they got the smart ass they got the kind of cocky wisecracking they got Spider-Man right everything else was a disaster yeah. but they got actually Spider-Man they got him on that um one thing I, I, I did want to I, I did want to uh, ask you about is you know, kind of tying it to Chris Evans and tying it to writing and everything is when you're talking about it, you, you know, kind of use the word, word fangirl a few times. And I know that can be used kind of in a demeaning sense, both kind of self-deprecating and, you know, kind of not so. But I'm but I'm curious and I, I know you do a lot of and I do a lot of reading, too, on like fandom and fandom culture uh, and writing about it. And, and, and I'm curious about that balance where like, you know, I come from a sports writing background. And so like uh, like the, the, the fan is a very separate thing in sports writing and you know oh. I, t- I talk to sports writers now and it's very much a you're not a fan you're a reporter f- for good reason and I get that in a lot of ways but that there's that hard line and I and I and I wonder you know what are, what are your what are your views on you know maybe the internet being a way for to give fandom an outlet and and people writing about 
shows and about movies and about characters from that kind of fandom perspective. And do you do any of that? Like, who do you like to read on that? I just, I, it's kind of a general topic, but just kind of general thoughts on writing and about fandom. Oh, yeah, I've done a little bit of writing on fandom. Um, uh, last year, this past year, I presented actually um, at the, I'm a member of the Children's Literature Association conference, association, and I presented, I present every year at their yearly conference, and I um, presented a, um, a whole thing on Captain America fandom um, with a focus on Captain America fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, am a huge, like, voracious reader of fan, fan um, commentary and fan fiction and fan, and I, and fan art. Mm-hmm. And I also produce it as well under a pen name. So I'm very much in tune with that part of the fandom. I think it allows me to read into the, the films a little bit more deeply and understand why they strike a chord with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, my bread and butter is the MCU. And, but this summer I was very much um, uh, invested in the DC EU um, a little bit because of how Wonder Woman like snatched my wig off. Like I, it was, it was, I was just so, oh my, like, that, I, I can't, I, e- I can't even, we're going to have to have a third podcast just to talk about the Wonder Woman movie. My God. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Really, really, really quickly. I I'm not like a full tilt hater of the DC movie universe. I'm really not. I am maybe the only person in the universe that liked Man of Steel. Um, I thought it was. I just thought it wasn't as much hot garbage as everyone else thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was trying to say interesting things, but it wasn't saying them very um, articulately. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it just it, it just was saying trying to say interesting things. In, in like not the best way and the same thing with Batman versus Superman I thought it was trying to say interesting things but it wasn't saying it very well and I think if it had a better director um, it may have said those things a little bit better but um, when Wonder Woman came on screen I was like okay um, it was worth sitting through two hours of kind of whatever movie to see this mm-hmm. and then when the Wonder Woman movie came out seeing people's reactions to it was so important because you had all of these women these fangirls who have been waiting i've been waiting i mean i've been a huge fan of wonder woman for years i've been dreaming about what the wonder woman movie could look like for like 10 years and to see some of that get realized in a way that wasn't demeaning in a way that wasn't sexualized and the interesting thing about fandom is that things can get brought up again Mm -hmm. and um, I remember this summer the Joss Whedon script for Wonder Woman leaked, and I read bits and pieces of it, and I was horrified. Mm-hmm. And we could go into a whole other rant about Joss Whedon, but <laughs> I, I, it, it was it was such it was a script that was obviously written from a idealization of what Wonder Woman is mm-hmm. from a male perspective, and to see all of these fan writers that I love breaking it down. And no, this, this is why this is so problematic, and this is what we could have had if it weren't for people like Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot and all the people that were so invested in making this movie and doing it right. Mm-hmm. That and and I think you can't get that when you don't have online um, 
uh, outlets like Twitter and, and Facebook to get those connections and to bring awareness to these things. So some people that I like to read, um, I love, um, one of, well, I'm going to just, I'm going to shout her out because she is actually a really good friend of mine. Um, this girl, Carly Lane, she writes for Sci-Fi Girls mm-hmm. and uh, she writes for The Nerdist and she writes for a couple of different publications. Um, she gets to go to all these like Comic-Con things and I always am like messaging her being like, oh my God, if you like, if you see this <laughs> one thing, like, let me know how it is. Um, another girl that I, another woman that I follow is Alicia Grosso. Um, I also follow uh, Geek Girl Diva. I write for the Mary Sue as well. Um, Nerdist is really good. So there's just a lot of different places online. And it's, it's nice because there are spaces for people to do this. And um, and Tumblr. Tumblr is a great mm-hmm. place to, to, to do this thing. Like, I've met so many amazing people just in the past year in the Captain America fandom that have become, like, friends of mine because we just share this love of, you know this character and or the of these characters and of writing about these characters and we've just become friendly as a result and you know planning on when we're going to like visit each other and stuff because some of them live really close to me and i've met some of my best friends through fandom so fangirl can get thrown around as you know as like a bad word but i am I've been a fangirl since I was like 15 years old and I watched Salem Moon for the first time. So I, I, I hold on to that because it's just, it's just who I am. And it's funny that you talk about sports too, because I don't really consider myself a fangirl of sports. I consider myself a, um, someone who's very knowledgeable about sports, mm-hmm. uh, particularly basketball. And, I think I don't consider myself a fan of sports because I'm so into the game itself and I'm so like intertwined with the game because of my family background. So I think that that's why I'm not as um, fangirly about basketball as I am about other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you talk, then like you say like, Oh, talk about comics. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I, and I like fangirl out over it. <laughs> um, I think it's just so different than what I, I'm normally, I'm normally doing or normally kind of invested in. Well, it, that's why. Yeah, and it's interesting too to think that maybe there's an accessibility issue to it. Like you don't fangirl over basketball because it's what you've been around. So it's not mm-hmm. like it's not something that's you know kind of up on a plane or like this unattainable thing that you see at a distance. It's very much part of your day to day life as opposed to other aspects of it. Whereas somebody who's not deeply in you know as personally into you know involved in a sports world kind of becomes you know that that you can still have that fandom view of it i i i'm fascinated by that by this so i do in my research a lot is like that that line between fan and writer fan and reporter yeah. and navigating it it's super interesting um yeah it's that idea where you know i have uh, you know i'll like be out with um you know people like like for example i went to i i went to diana tarazi and penny taylor's wedding earlier this um this this summer and um, one of the stipulations that we had was that we could not bring our cell phones into the space where they were getting married because nobody wanted, they didn't want any photos to come out. Okay. And I thought that's totally reasonable. So, you know, we, the wedding, you know, comes and goes. It was wonderful. We I had a great time. And the next day uh, they released a, a photo, like a publicity photo of it 
to Facebook in order to like break the news that they got married. Mm-hmm. And it was so like this weird disconnect because I looked at this photo of Dee and Penny at the wedding and I was like, oh, right. I was there. I know these <laughs> people. These are two of my friends. That's really strange that now they're on a website like People Magazine. Like this is, this is odd. Right. And like, you know, I talked to people on, uh, you know, my dad's team about, you know, random stuff that has nothing to do with basketball or like I go out to dinner with my dad and people like, you know, like, oh my God, or like whispering and like looking at him. And I'm like, why are you looking at him? Like, that's, like, that's just my dad. Like, that's mm-hmm. weird. But then, but then I'll get, I'll find out that like Sebastian Stan's going to Rhode Island Comic Con and I completely freak out and I buy tickets and I'm talking about how I'm going to lose my mind when I go. So it's a, such a different thing because yeah i don't put those people on a plane because they're the people there's people i know right to say say nothing of the fact that like chris evans is going to be on broadway next year and when i go i can't i I don't know how i'm going to react when i go i really don't (laughs) that's that's like last night for our 10th anniversary my wife and i we went and saw bill murray and his uh, performance, oh, yeah. and we met, and we bought the meet and greet afterwards. So we were in line to meet him, and, oh. the, and like we had thirty, it was great. He made fun. He wished us a happy anniversary and made fun of us. It was fantastic. But like we're walking in the room, and like, what could you? What do you say? What do you? I'm just gonna start giggling when I'm near him because yes. what do I do with this? This is I, I don't know. It was it was oh, surreal. Yeah. My, yeah. my friend said to me because um, when I found out that Chris Evans was going to Broadway, I have an alert on my phone. Like I. I, on Broadway.com, they they can you can set up an alert for when the tickets go on sale. Mm-hmm. So I have an alert set up for when they go on sale, so I can get tickets. And um, I I have friends who say to me like, "Oh, I can't wait to see like the photos of you at the stage door, or like photos of you with him." And I was like, "No, I'm not going to take photos with him." And they're and they go, "Why? Like like aren't you going to like say anything to him? Aren't you going to say like how like." a big fan you are and how amazing you think of activism is all that stuff and I said no because I'm going to burst into tears the second I see this <laughs> because I am so I am such a huge fan of his and I'm not going to I'm not going to know what to do I'm going to be like those old old videos of the beat like when, when, when girls see the Beatles you know it's going to be it's going to be so bad and they're like really and I said yes you understand how big of a fan I am of him Mm-hmm. And it's not just the fact that he's like an amazing actor, and I think that he's really cute. It's it's also the fact that he's been so vocal about politics and all this stuff recently. Mm-hmm. And I, it's almost like I'm watching this guy like grow up in front of my eyes and become so much more like politically aware. And it's almost like I'm proud of him in a weird way because <laughs> he's not a generic like he's not generic anymore. Mm-hmm. So I almost like. Part of me is going to want to blurt out if I see him at the backstage or back door or whatever. Part of me is going to want to be like, thank you for everything you do. Or like, <laughs> like I'm just going to be, it's, oh my God, it's going to be a very thing. So I, I might just skip the same door entirely and just not even do it. But then I'll never forgive myself if I don't. That's the oh. rub, right? That's the rub. So what's the best, th- the rub. what's the best thing you've read lately? Mm. Best thing I've read lately is, um, uh, I just read um, a couple of things. I read "Call Me by Your Name" by Andre Asiman. Okay. Uh, it is going to be a, it's coming out as a movie in November, and it is a it came out in 2007, and it is a story about this 17 uh, year old boy in Italy 
whose father is a uh, English professor or a classics professor. And he houses graduate students to help them work on their thesis, um, their theses and dissertation. And this guy, this 24 year old graduate student who's working on his book comes to stay with them. And the 17 year old falls in love with the um, 24 year old and they have this summer love. And it is basically every um, summer love story of like all consuming infatuation, but it's between two men. And it's so beautiful. And I, I, I was not anticipating it, 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 it. It's so, it just carries you along and then it just kicks you right in the gut. And what I love about it is that there's really no antagonist like to the, to the love story. It's just about two people like falling into each other over, over a summer. And it's coming out in November. And it's already getting a bunch of Oscar buzz. And um, it stars actually a guy that I have started to become more of a fan of over the past couple of months, Harmy Hammer, mm-hmm. who was uh, who was the Winklevoss twins in Social Network. And he was in The Man from UNCLE. Um, and it looks fantastic. So that's one of the best things I've read lately. Um, let's see. And uh, I've also read... The most recent thing that I read was some work by um, some of uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates' uh, new stuff. I haven't read his book, but the essays that were that are in his new book, uh, We Were Eight Years in Power, mm-hmm. um, I've read bits and pieces of that. The last thing I read of his was his article, The First White President. Which is awesome. It's incredible. And... Um, uh, I really, I, like, the next thing that I really want to read is, um, I think I said this last time I was on your mm-hmm. podcast, I have an art copy of Lincoln and the Bardo by George Saunders, mm-hmm. and I, it's in my car, just sitting in my car, and I keep telling myself I'm going to read it, and I keep forgetting, <laughs> and um, I will eventually read it, um, because I want to read something that's on the National Book Award shortlist. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, um, so there's a couple of things that I'm, I'm looking forward to reading, but the most recent thing that I've read was, uh, Call Me By Your Name. Gotcha. I finally read Eleanor and Park recently. My wife has been urging me to read that for years by the book by Rainbow Rowell. And yeah. I finally, finally read it. And so good. Such a, as she had been urging me to read it for years and she bought a copy specially for our daughter to give to her when uh. she's older and like, okay, I finally got a break and, 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 and needed something a little faster, a little lighter to read than I had been reading. So so I finally got it and read it. And about a third of the way in, I texted her. I'm like, there are comic books in this movie. You didn't tell me there were comic books in this movie and play play a central role in this. But oh, yeah. such a good book. And, and you know, Rainbow Rowell is such a great writer about fandom and about kind of that 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 role that, that media and stuff can play, especially for teenagers. Such a Such a... Such a fun read. Such a good, good, um, it's such a good book. It's really, I, I, lo- I liked it a lot more than I expected it to. So I read, um, I read two of her books this summer. I read, I read Fangirl mm-hmm. and I read, um, Carry On. Carry On is fantastic. Week. I read that earlier oh this my, year. <laughs> I, oh, I, I could not even, I, I can't even form sentences about that book. It is <laughs> It, I, I, I texted a friend of mine halfway through of it, through it, and I was like, 
did Rainbow Rowell write an entire book of fan fiction for a thing that she created? And she was like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is, this is everything I've ever wanted. Like it was, <laughs> and then, and then when they get together at the end, I was just like, I love that this is something I can read and it is popular mm-hmm. and it's not just shoved into the back of like a random section of the bookstore. Like we had this on display at our bookstore and just the fact that we've gone from like, you know, uh, you know, J.K. Rowling, like, mentioning that Dumbledore was gay, but not really having any kind of, like, interior discussion about that in right. books in 2007, to now having, like, openly at least queer protagonists in these books, I'm just like, damn. Like, it's yeah. just, it, it, it makes me so happy. And, like, that's why when people say that, like, the universe is a dumpster fire right now, I'm just like, but look at all this good stuff. Right. Like, that's what I hold on to, especially with all this like Harvey Weinstein crap that's going on. So, Alyssa, if people want to follow you and your writing projects when you get them out and as you write them and if they want to talk to you about Chris Evans and Marvel and all this awesome stuff, where's the best place to do so? You are always welcome to talk to me about Chris Evans and Marvel stuff. <laughs> I am online at my uh, Twitter account. I changed it back to my full name, so it is Alyssa Oriema, A-L-Y-S-A-A-U-R-I-E-M-M-A. Um, I am also, I also run a blog that I try to update, uh, frequently, but usually that ends up, um, not getting updated that much. Um, but usually I I think I'm going to try and have an update in the next couple of days. Um, and that is at the curious alleycat.com alley with two L's. Um, and as far as, um, other things, I do have a PayPal account if people want to my writing it is under my name if you go to my twitter account it's in my profile it's the link to it that is in my profile if you want to support the writing that i do um and um any donations are greatly appreciated um i also would recommend that you donate to your, the charitable foundation of your choice because i mm-hmm. do get shit from people <laughs> like why why do you have a paypal account and i'm like well you can care about more than Awesome. Well, this was, this was way too much fun. We'll have to do this again for a, a third round at some point. So thanks for joining me again. Oh, no problem. This is last.